0: Hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been? Pretty
1: good. Can't complain. Close some deals and, oh, yeah. and have some good conversations. So, yeah, it's been a good week.
0: I've been having so much fun. I feel like I'm watching kind of like front row seat. You just be like out and about in Houston, just <laughs> taking names, you know, meeting people out in the wild. And meanwhile, I'm like sequestered in my little garden shed. Like, go, Ashley. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I I used to be really like social. So this has been refreshing, like easing back into being a social, and like going to networking events and things like that. Um, it's definitely like changed my outlook. I, have, I feel like I'm a little bit happier. I have things to talk about,
0: <laughs> can have yeah.
1: conversations. Um, otherwise, it's just me and Willow in here looking at each other and then throw miles <laughs> in the mix and, you know.
0: Baby babble. Yeah. It, need a little bit more of
1: that. So it's been yeah. enjoyable for sure.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad that you've had that opportunity. Um, I think I I'll follow in your footsteps soon. I'm currently like relearning how to have small talk with people, um, and just like engage in conversation. So I think you know baby steps, but I'll be I'll be there soon.
1: It's exhausting. It, it it's truly exhausting to like entertain people and you know have these like small talk and having it with multiple people it's exhausting, but Mm. it gets better. It gets better. You'll be okay.
0: Thank you. Well, (laughs) Ashley, speaking of small talk and meeting people, we are the benefactors of something (laughs) called the internet, which allows me to have a job despite not loving being, you know, out at networking events. (laughs) And today we're going to do an episode of this week in tech history, which I'm not sure if you've been listening. They're very fun. Basically I'm going to read about an event that happened this week in tech history. Uh and then we're just going to shoot the shit about it. We're going to chit chat. Um Love it. And it's relevant this week cuz we're talking about Al Gore's I invented the internet speech, which Completely- I have some thoughts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got thoughts, but ultimately I still I feel like the man was just misunderstood and people took his words and ran with it.
0: <laughs> oh, what a that what a charitable analysis of Al Gore in general, but also just like any politician. I really appreciate that about you. (laughs) (laughs) He's good in everybody. On March 9th, 1999, Al Gore was interviewed by Wolf Blitzer on CNN's Late Edition, where he famously did not say he invented the internet. What he did say was,
2: Uh, During my service in the United States Congress, uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. Uh, I took the uh, initiative in moving forward a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be uh, important to our country's economic growth, environmental protection, improvements in our educational system during a quarter.
0: Other things. So, you can see he sort of said he invented the internet, except just with more words. The world went wild. They openly mocked him. We know this. That I can get something
2: positive done on behalf of the people. That's what the question in this campaign is about. It's not only what's your philosophy and what's your position on issues, but can you get things done? And I believe I can. All right. All right, here we go again.
0: So what's the truth behind this famous clip? It turns out that while he didn't invent the Internet, the first true display of use occurred in the 1960s. At the Advanced Research Projects Agency Network, aka ARPANET, he was instrumental in its widespread use and adoption. He introduced computers into Congress in the 70s. He mandated the 1987 policy study of government computer networks, and he championed the 1991 High Performance Computing Act. In this bill, he put forth the idea that this national computing network would provide for teleconferencing. Wow.
2: But now, Infrastructure has to be thought of in a different way. We still need highways and water lines, but we also need communications lines that can allow us to take advantage of the high-performance computers like the ones that you build here at Thinking Machines. Currently, we have a surplus of information and a shortage of knowledge. These new supercomputers enable us to use information much more effectively.
0: So while Al Gore did not invent the internet, his work as a congressman, senator, and vice president helped to promote universal access and work to make the internet a fair and universal system. Okay, I like Abby. Nice job on that conclusion. (laughs) Okay, some initial thoughts. The context of this speech was he was running for president right okay like famously Al Gore ran for president he lost in 2000 like every time I think about this I'm like well I mean it's a classic job interview faux pas you know like in job interviews you're we're encouraged to be like I did this I did that and so I kind of feel like that's what he was doing
1: a little bit I I think like the appropriate word, which was used towards the end of what you were saying, is he championed. And I think it's just sometimes when you're in the hot seat, can you imagine being on national television and like yeah. getting every word right <laughs> all the time? I get nervous coming on here. So I think that it, it, it's, a, it's a classic faux pas when you're like trying to pump yourself up and you just use the wrong word. So I think the right yeah. word would have been like he was a champion of the Internet and he probably should have said that instead of I invented it right
0: but again you know like every every professional coach in the world is going to tell you like hey on your resume don't say we did or the company did talk about yourself you know position yourself as as the person so like I guess I'm trying to take a page out of your book and have a charitable (laughs) outlook on his his intentions here (laughs)
1: I don't think that he truly meant to be like, I invented this. I just think that he it was a poor choice of words in the moment. And mm. here we are talking about it in 2023.
0: Right. Well, and he's not the first person to do this, right? I mean, working in tech, we see it all the time. They're like whoever, whoever claims ownership over an idea is the person who's recognized for that forever. And thus the people who tend to be a little bit more humble who are often like the quiet geniuses are not getting credit for that. And we see this again and again. Yeah.
1: And they don't mind not taking the credit for something like overall their, their work is for the greater good. So they could care less if they get the full credit for it. As long as they like, they know in their heart and the people that know them know what they've done for whatever it is that has been built. They're completely happy with that.
0: Yeah. Well, more power to those people. I've got to believe, too, that there's got to be some folks, who, especially like folks behind open source software that has changed everything about software as we know it. I've got to believe that there's some of them that are like, screw these people, you know?
1: <laughs> right. I, I Give me my credit. Like, I did this. I built this. Like, they probably do have that complex. But right. there's there's definitely some that are just in the back chilling and yeah. the fruits of their labor. <laughs>
0: Also, you talking about being on national television, remind me one day to tell you about being on Lester Holt. I was anonymous, so I wasn't like sitting in the seat, but my voice was on Lester Holt one time. And I felt like my friends were sending me videos of this on the news. And I was like, there are so many words I would have changed. And that was just like a a 10 second clip. I understand.
1: Yeah. In the hot seat, you're just like, you're thinking of all the right words, but sometimes they don't come out. <laughs> set. We're riding
0: on the internet, cyberspace set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world, got to get online. Take a spin, now you're in with a techno set, you're going surfing on the internet. You know, like thinking about this as well, so 1999, obviously the internet has been around for a while, but household use of the internet is really, you know, the 90s were the decade, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking about this in the context of like, okay, it's 1999, the internet feels fresh and new. And I can't help but think about like, my first experiences on the internet. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I'm curious about yours. Like, do you remember the first time you got onto the internet?
1: Yes. So my elementary school was not that far from my dad's office. So he would pick me up after school and I would go to his office. He might be finishing up a meeting or what have you. So he would pot me some popcorn because that was my afternoon snack and uh, then in yeah. his office and he would log me into aol and like Ooh. i can still remember hearing like the dial tone and like like all all of the made. And then that yeah. yeah the first thing you hear is like you've got mail welcome you've
2: got mail
1: but i also remember like you said the 90s was like the boom of the home computer i remember when we got one
0: having the internet in our home has had a great impact on our lives rich keeps up with the stock market and our investments and i'm able to pay the bills in half the time it used to take me and the kids are improving in their grades and communication skills
2: which makes me happy as i would sure like them to go to college someday
0: Don't worry, though. It's
1: still cool. The program is by kids for kids, and it's not just for boys either. We got a second phone line so that we could connect to the Internet and still get a (laughs) phone call at the same time. (laughs) Because for the longest, like, you know, once you dialed in, like, locked the phone line and no one could get through. So I remember we had a second phone line installed, and, like, we were one of the, like, first people in our neighborhood to have a computer. It was crazy.
0: Because so much of what we did was just desktop. Like, I remember in computer class in elementary school, you never went down to, like, the bottom right nav and, you know, clicked your little, like, two-computer thing and connected. It was, like, no, everything's local on a desktop. And you had, like, sometimes we'd have, like, our local drive that was distributed by the school. Mm-hmm. But usually it was, like, a floppy disk. So, like, everything you did, you are saving on your floppy disk. And that goes in your folder. And you take it with you everywhere. we you
1: Did I hear you right? Did I hear you saying that you're gonna make a copy of a game without paying? Come on, guys. I thought you knew better. Don't copy that floppy. And I remember in elementary school, I mean, we used computers there, too. But I remember, like, even at school, like, the encyclopedia was, like, on the computer and we were doing a Titanic project and you know, like you have to go to like the special section and like use the internet to do the research. (laughs) It was like a special section of the school library and it might've been like one or two computers that had the internet
0: on. Oh my God. Getting onto Ask Jeeves and you're like, how do I, how do I write a search (laughs) engine query?
1: (laughs) So yeah, those are my first memories of but of the internet. I always used the computer cuz so I learned my ABCs on a computer in daycare. Mm. But like, you know, it was a floppy disk game that they they would put in but like actually connecting to something outside no.
0: no, no. Yeah. I was very much a a MySpace girly. So, you. yeah. You know, I ha- I lost a few cool points because my family did not have um we like lived way out in the boonies so we couldn't just like be connected to the internet all the time it was like you get on and you get off and there's a time limit and so I couldn't be the cool girl with the away message Mm -hmm. I knew that that was like a a flaw that I was aware of so I had to overcompensate and be the cool girl who knew all the html and css to make my myspace page really cool Hmm. so yeah so I think that was like that was my first like of course i was on the internet before then but that was my most formative internet memory
1: i think i remember after we got a computer at home i was probably like middle school-ish even into high school and you could download like mu- download music and mm-hmm. I, I made a cd of like all of the like theme songs for sitcoms and shows <sighs> <laughs> I would download the music and put it on a CD. And I had, like, a whole sitcom theme song, theme song, like, CD. It was, like, over, like, 80 songs on there. It was great. Oh, my gosh.
0: Also, like, what a badass CD to hold all that. I remember, like, every year for Christmas, I'd make my friends mixtapes. And uh, remember the CD cases that could hold multiple CDs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, I had to like go buy a pack of those at Staples, and then that little like CD <laughs> ring. Man, those were the days. Okay, so like this is the context, right? Like this is the context. Maybe like a little bit before what we we're talking about. Obviously, MySpace was in the 2000s, but you know we're still just kind of like dabbling around the edges of the internet and what it's capable of, and. You know, I was a child, so I I certainly couldn't have predicted, like, one day I'm going to work and just talk to people on my internet screen.
1: Somebody
2: once said that if you tried to describe the human brain in the language that these computer scientists use, you'd have to say that we have a low bit rate, but high resolution, which translated, I'm told, means that... If we try to absorb information one little bit at a time, it's very difficult. I know that because the telephone company years ago did lots of studies and found out that seven numbers is the most we can remember in in trying to figure out how to, how to call somebody. And then, of course, they added three more, and now. It's uh, a little bit beyond my capacity. One
0: of the quotes from his speech was, you know, the internet, it would deliver services we cannot yet imagine. So the question is, like, what do you think he was, in his mind, what was that going to look like?
1: I think because, like, the early days of, of, like, the internet, it was very much, like you said, digital library. So there was, like, that educational and universal access piece to it. I don't know if he realized like we would be using it on such a personal level, like the personal conveniences of today. Like I just had diapers delivered from Amazon that we ordered last night at 10 o'clock. So I don't think he realized that we would use it on such a personal level every day, all day. Yeah, There's knowledge at our fingertips versus before, you know, you had to sit down and log in and do it versus now it is readily available. So I think personal conveniences is like something he didn't even think about.
0: Yeah. And I think on that, like the perpetual connectivity was also probably something that was not even dreamable yet. Right.
1: Um, And it's so funny because I was, when I was going through like reading this and just thinking about different things, it reminded me of when I worked at the airline and even in like 2007, um, I was in college and I was working there and people would still come to the ticket counter to buy a flight like they did not want to get on the internet
0: or buy things on the internet
1: oh, and yeah. so it, it and that was in 2007 still people were still coming up to the ticket counter older generation people obviously to buy their flight they like did not want to get on the computer to do that so even just evolution of like i said personal conveniences that it's changed just recently in my opinion that people are now like okay like i'm not going to the
0: airport to buy a flight
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get online and do it
0: and it's interesting because trust has changed so much too right like and i don't know i don't know if trust and actual security have improved at the same rate like in fact <laughs> i would i have to assume that we're probably less secure on the internet today than we were previously but Absolutely. i still remember like you know all of the clothing i ever wore when i was growing up was ordered from a catalog i grew up in a town of 3000 people we did not have a mall yeah, we were not shopping on the internet because that's dangerous. Do not share your credit card information over the internet. And so I was calling the one eight hundred number on the JCPenney catalog or the Eddie Bauer catalog, and that's how I got my clothes. So I mean, that's another thing. Like we don't think twice. I don't think twice. Maybe I should think twice, but I don't about purchasing things on the internet.
1: I mean, I don't, I definitely don't think twice. Well, depending, like if you ever online and you see an ad on Facebook and you can't see their face in any of the pictures, but you see the clothes, don't shop there, guys. Really? (laughs) Telling you now, those are like definitely scams when those like cute boutiques pop up, but you never see like the face of the model. It's just like, the cute clothes. Think about that. Oh. What is spin? But I probably should think twice about it. But I definitely remember uh, East Bay and you know ordering shoes for basketball. Like you mm-hmm. said, Jason Any, we look forward to those catalogs coming out during Christmas for like the big department stores because there would be like oh, yeah. a phone book of all of the things. And now you just. Go online
0: and scroll for hours. And yeah. For
1: hours and have so many things in your wish list and tabs open and things saved.
0: Dude, I mean, speaking of privacy, so I wrote about this in the Wayfair. So if you're listening and you read our newsletter, you probably already read this, but I'll show you this live. So I'm applying for another mortgage right now. And always, like, every time I apply for a mortgage, the next couple of days, I get like more spam calls than usual. Ashley, look at this. These are my <laughs> recent calls. There's 200. 200 spam calls. Who got your information? Well, it's public, right? Like, But like it's the same thing. you know. When you apply for a mortgage, that's all going on the internet too.
1: You're right. Because when we bought our house and we went to like sign and we were um, at the title company, they were like, look, you're going to get a bunch of stuff in the mail from people and a bunch of phone calls. They're like, ours looks just like they gave us what theirs look like. They're like, people are going to send you stuff with on bright paper and all those other things. And sure enough, like we were getting bombarded with those and like calls. Even now, my husband, uh, Willow, his father and grandfather have the same, you know, they all have the same name. Yeah. He gets calls about like buying his grandfather's house. Like they're like, they're calling Willow to buy his grandfather's house. Oh like, my
0: God.
1: It's so crazy. It's so crazy.
0: Like this is the kind of stuff that like Al Gore probably didn't want to take responsibility for like you know we can ask him today like is this the internet you created this is what you created yeah.
1: what i wanted it
0: for then he'll be like no no no, i, I didn't create it
1: no. i didn't create it i just championed it
0: yes yeah.
2: well, i had the exciting opportunity to get to know uh, some of the scientists and engineers that were working on it uh, back then and they shared with me uh, their expectations that it could very well grow into a a much bigger thing than it was back in those days. Under the leadership of Vice President Gore, we've used information technology to bring government closer to citizens in many ways.
0: You know, when I think about 1999, a government official dreaming about what the internet could mean, I think of mostly like, you know, in a bureaucratic system, money is not, like, you don't have a lot of freedom with the way you're spending money and budgets and think about the power of like being able to see images and videos of like disaster zones to Mm -hmm. decide whether or not to like send in fema rather than having to deploy folks physically like just the speed of our response to things um so i mean i'm sure he had other dreams as well but i think you know all said and done, I don't think I don't think we're at the end of the uh, expanse of internet possibilities yet. But I would say that that's a massive benefit thus far is like you know being able to respond to things faster.
1: Yeah, I, I, when I was telling little about what the topic of today's talk was, we kind of you know dove in a little bit and we're talking about different things. And one of the main things that came up was the ability to like mass collaboration. Mm. Um, Even when we think about the COVID vaccine, I don't think we would have had it as quickly as we had because it took more than one group on one continent to figure out what was going to go into this vaccine. And we got it fairly quickly, but like the ability to just collaborate on a mass level and ship things out much faster. Same thing can be said for like modern medicine and like the way technology and the internet can be used there. Um, Even entrepreneurship, think about Mm -hmm. it like, somebody in probably the small town you're in, how many beauty salons were there? Five. Okay. So someone would go to beauty school, they'd get out and they'd probably go work at one of the five salons and you know, people would come in and get their hair done. But now I think you can go to beauty school, you can get out, you can set up your own website, and then you can then like accept your own payments and you can work from the comfort of your home or set up your own smaller salon all because of access to the internet and being able to like publicize yourself. Can you imagine how many like entrepreneurs were built simply because of the internet and the access to the educational aspect that, Mm -hmm. you know, was tied into what Al Gore wanted, which was educational. Now people are using it to kind of propel their own like wealth.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like you and I are in a similar, like just age bracket where we grew up in Al Gore's I invented the internet era. (laughs) And, you know, so we were, we were schooled in a world where, An assumption of like, mass access to information always was not assumed, right? Like our teachers weren't like, "Well, I don't really have to teach you this because you can just like figure it out on the internet." Like, but I still feel like there are so many things that without the internet, without this access to like limitless information, my life would be tangibly worse. I would be like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, like even things like this mortgage, right? Like there, I never learned about HELOCs and refinancing and nothing like that when we were in school, right?
1: Correct. Those just things, there's like certain life things that you just learned along the way or that your parents might've taught you, but being able to go look it up yourself, like if I didn't have that, my parents would probably hate me because I'd probably call them every day. (laughs) I call them every day now, but I mean, at least then like our conversations are just kind of light and airy. But if I'm calling you about like, Every Every day, there's a problem that I'm trying to right. solve. <laughs> Don't you have someone else to talk to?
0: Right. And we do. Their name is Google now. Correct. I saw the best meme the other day that was like, someone's kid them awesome what you did before the internet. And like, how did you learn things before the internet? And they were like, I mean, we just asked our Aunt Marge, and if they gave us the wrong answer, we thought that was true for 30 years until someone else told us otherwise.
1: Someone else told us otherwise. And it's and it's very different, I think, even for like today's... I feel like so old when I say stuff like that, but I also <laughs> struggled with getting on Twitter the other day, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's that, but like my niece is there in their 20s, and I don't. They don't use the internet like we do because we grew up in an age where we were encouraged to find and seek the answers because we could mm-hmm. in a different way. Now, like my niece will text me and be like, "How do I get a passport?" And I'm like, "You have a phone and in the internet. Like, go Google. It's more Like TikTok and social media." Kids that are like in their 20s are not using the Internet how we used it, which was we grew up using it to seek, to seek more and like to know that there was more out there in the world. Go find it. They're not really necessarily being taught that these days. It's very much like Instagram, social media, you know,
0: consume like accept what's given to you and consume it.
1: Correct. And so it's very different that we grew up in an age where. We have learned to look things up on our own and soak that information in, and yeah. like just behind us a little bit, where they didn't grow up in the evolution of the internet, they are just they're consuming it, but not in the same way that we did.
0: All thanks to Al Gore. No. You know, all thanks to <laughs> Al Gore. <laughs> um, actually, we got into it today. This is really yeah, like- fun. I'm feeling like very nostalgic and also. Like this weird, just like sympathetic connection with Al Gore. So um,
1: <laughs> now you're, you're now you're a sympathizer of him calling. it. you're like, like we're,
0: oh. we're homies. I get it. I get okay. it. Okay. This has been so much fun, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining and shooting the shit about this week in tech history.
1: I'm glad you get. I'm glad you picked me for this one because I did not think that I would like get into it as much as I did. But I didn't. One, I didn't realize, obviously due to age, like. I paid yeah. attention, but I didn't realize like he was this involved in the internet or, you know, just making sure that it got to, you know, public access. Mm-hmm. Um, so learning that piece was very like, huh, okay. I, I didn't realize that. So th- it's been good to learn that. And then like, like you said, go back through like how we grew up with the internet and how it's mm-hmm. evolved. Even now I can't I can't even think about what it's going to look like in twenty years. Like I don't want to think about that. No, you're no. also very right. I don't want to think about it, but I also like my mind won't let me go there because from where we started to where we are now, I've lived with this thing my entire life, and I have no clue where it could go from
0: here. I think the lesson is every invention needs an advocate, right? And mm-hmm. thank you, Al Gore, for being the internet advocate. We salute you. We're grateful for you.
1: Or as as they say, like one of the other things I read, sorry, I like really kind of dove into this, but get David into it. As like a patron for the arts. The patron oh. the person who really advocates for the arts, they're not necessarily be the one painting or making the music or doing what have you, but they are the ones championing. They're the ones going out and making sure that the money is there and that people understand why it's so important. And so he's kind of like a patron of technology and the internet. Yeah. Not that you created it, Al. But you definitely (laughs) let it be like you supported it, and you know it needed that from the government. It needed that 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 support from somebody, and it just happened to be him.
0: Yeah, someone in a position of power.
1: Yeah, patron technology and the internet.
0: Well, listen, Al, if you're listening, (laughs) all love from Gun. Io.
1: We we thank you.
0: Yeah, you want a job? (laughs) I'm probably hiring. (laughs) (laughs) you Come join us. Come join us. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod and we'll see you next week.